This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Curious Plot, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more online at curiousplot.agency. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. President Joe Biden has issued the second veto of his presidency, and it's on a bill with big farm policy implications. Biden followed through on his veto threat to block a Congressional Review Act resolution of disapproval over the waters of the U.S. rule. Steve Davies has the latest on agripulse.com. Also online today, the U.S. has some company in its frustrations over India's wheat and rice supports. The U.S. Trade Representative joined five other countries in filing a counter-notification to the World Trade Organization this week over India's domestic subsidies. Under its WTO commitments, India is allowed to provide subsidies equal to no more than 10% of the total value of its crop production. But the U.S., Canada, Australia, Paraguay, Thailand, and Ukraine submitted paperwork arguing actual supports are actually topping 15%. Sarah Wyant has more on agripulse.com. The Department of Agriculture is distributing $40 million for conservation innovation grants and another $19 million through the Regional Conservation Partnership Program. The money is designed to help producers mitigate the effects of climate change through nutrient management and other approaches. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack announced the funding today in an event at Iowa State University in Ames. Two of the projects are Iowa-based, but the largest CIG investments are a $4.5 million nationwide American Farmland Trust project to break down barriers to biochar applications across the country. There's also a $4.8 million effort at Mississippi State University seeking to reduce freshwater demand for irrigation. Both RCPP investments address nutrient management concerns. Vilsack tells reporters he's happy to see the investments roll out and the diversity of sizes in the funding recipients. That's the beauty of the process that we have, which is if there are individuals uh, that need help, they obviously can go through the individual program or they can go through the Conservation Innovation Grant Program like the one we've, the two we've announced today. For larger, larger scale, it, again, we're dealing with large-scale watersheds, so you're naturally going to get more groups and bigger groups that have the capacity to do more work in a much larger geographic area. So it's just a, I think we have a suite of options, uh, which we didn't have before. Finally today, producers of soybeans in the northern part of the United States could have a distinct marketing advantage overseas. AgriPulse's Lydia Johnson has more. New research on soybean protein composition could expand marketing opportunities for farmers in the upper Midwest. Seth Nave is an associate professor of agronomy and plant genetics with an emphasis on soybean production at the University of Minnesota. He joined a recent AgriPulse webinar focused on uncovering soybean export potential to discuss his research findings that could increase the commodity's value. We found that there was a trade-off between protein quality and protein quantity, and that's really continued to be the core of our message from uh, the upper Midwest when we talk to purchasers is that we do tend to have lower protein from the upper Midwest. But there is a definite trade-off that there is a quality uh, of that protein that that is enhanced uh, when we have lower quantities of of protein. Nave says a greater understanding of upper Midwest soybeans could allow for better understanding of the region's benefits to overseas buyers. The key is to identify something that that has additional value beyond just 
um, maybe um, the, the the market price based on what what's in front of them. Soybean does not really function as an oil seed. It's really a protein seed. Oil is definitely the byproduct of that. And the, the protein is really what drives the biology of soybean. And it's also the important piece that we're meeting with these folks uh, um, primarily when we're, we're dealing with uh, soybean meal markets. A recording of the webinar that also features Patrick O'Leary from Northern Soy Marketing and David Lamas from Spire Research and Consulting is available at agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Lydia Johnson. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by Curious Plots a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more at CuriousPlot.agency. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.